Good morning, everyone. It's Judith A. Culp. You're listening to Mad Love. Okay, here we go. Um, I have a lot of things on my mind this morning. Uh, again, re- reiterating yesterday's message, if there's something that you want, um, I can't think of a better time to reevaluate your scenario than the past three months. Because we have gone from this crazy rapid pace where everything was probably unsustainable anyway things had to stop abruptly you started figuring out maybe some of the people you've put in charge of uh, our governments don't really know what they're doing I don't know I guess a few of you have been uh, energized by the leadership but for the most part I think logical people are frustrated from the fed on down like the federal government has just been absent, basically. Why weren't there enough tests? Now you're everybody getting tests. Well, where were all the tests before? How did you not prepare at all? I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. I just, I just don't get it. Um, but that is a rabbit hole, and I don't want to go down it. So this has been a great opportunity to sort of reset, figure out, you know, like, A, there are things that I need to provide for myself because government, your little government check, $1,200, that's great. But most people's expenditures are much higher than that. And that sustained you for what? That first week where you didn't get a check? <sighs> what about the rest? And I, I, you know, hopefully unemployment kicks in and helps people. But this is going to be a long, slow recovery. This is Katrina across the whole country. And listen, some people will come out on top. In 10 years, they'll be able to point to their portfolio and say, this is what I did during uh, COVID-19 crisis and things went well for me. And all I'm suggesting is don't feel guilty if you're one of those people, because I won't feel guilty. Uh, That's how you make money in America. (laughs) You see an opening and you exploit it. Uh, that's America. That's the brand. That's the country you live in. If you don't like it, you can go somewhere else. And I'm not being flippant. Like, literally, move to another country if you like that vibe better. But American culture is get in where you fit in. And the problem is a lot of people don't want to do that. A lot of people feel like, well, we should be able to, you know, do what we want to do. And yeah, that's, yeah, you should be able to but not in this country. You, all you got to do is look at a history book. This country has been all about the money and how to get a quick buck. Slavery was economic. I personally look forward to the day when I can pay the people I've been collaborating with, when I can pay everybody, pay a staff and pay them well. That's how I get down. I personally don't want to build anything off the free labor of somebody else. You know what I mean? Like, that just feels wrong. But that's America. So, hey, it just is what it is. Uh, Free labor is free labor. And many, many a society has been built off slave labor, not just this one. So anyway, I think it's a great time to focus and be clear about what you want. Be clear about what you, you know, I know more than one person who's focusing on retirement right now because they've had a break from their regular routine and it feels good. 
and they're of age and they have the means and they're like, you know what? I could totally not do this anymore. (laughs) And I respect the hell out of that. Um, I also respect people who are like, you know what? I I don't want to shelter in place in an apartment anymore. Let's get a house. You know what? I love this person. I've been with this person. Let's get married. Uh, I respect that. I, you know, this situation should make you different. Yes, you're going to be more aware of germs. I'm not sure how you can live in a world and not be, but okay. You're going to be more aware of germs and spreading things, and you're going to wash your hands, and you're going to be really around people for a, a, a long while. Um, but you're also going to change internally, and that's where I'm mostly concerned. Like, where, what are your plans? What is your strategy? Life is short. There are thousands of people who thought 2020 was going to be their year, or at least another year, and it's not. And you can spin it however you like. You can put the politics on top of it. But at the end of the day, people died from this shit. And they weren't expecting to die from this this year. And life is fragile. It's a very thin line between being here and not being here. I learned that actually the hard way. Because apparently that's the way I used to like to learn. But I don't like to learn that way anymore. So, you know, just get clear. Be excited about your future because you should be, you know, I don't know how long you got. I don't know how much longer I have. I I feel comfortable saying I'm in the middle of my life. Um, but yeah, you don't know. You have no idea. So make each moment count and stop being angry all the time and resentful and putting your head down into this dark energy. I've been there and it leads nowhere but to the hospital. Get excited. Love the people who love you and look forward to all the new things that can happen. But I promise you, the longer you stay staring into dark spaces and feeling dark and feeling grim, that's what you reproduce. It's like the universe is a copy machine. Whatever you put in it, that's what you're going to get a copy of every day. So put some good shit in there. Get some pictures you want in there and watch your life transform. Watch your brain and your thinking transform and then the movie of your life transforms you know it's it it literally is like a copy machine it ain't gonna take a picture of nothing you didn't put in there you know it copies what you're thinking so i mean i don't think it's a great movie but watch sphere the very end of sphere um sort of just just like you know like why did you all just put this message you know, if we were on Quibi or something new, it would have been a like a 10 minute movie because I'm telling you the first part of it, I was like, what is happening? It wasn't scary enough to be a scary movie and it wasn't, uh, I don't know, suspenseful enough to be a suspenseful thriller like it was going for. But at the end, it becomes what it really is, which is this ooey gooey, supernatural, uh, spiritual message, which is you get the world you create. You know, they they found a sphere in the ocean. This is a book by Michael Crichton, which the book was probably great. I did not read uh, the book. I watched the movie. And at the end, I'm giving it away. Spoiler alert. It's a 20 year old, 20, 20, 30 year old movie. (laughs) I don't know. I don't remember when it came out. I want to say 98. So it's old. It's an old movie. So spoilers. Um, But they find the sphere and in the bottom of the ocean 
apparently put there by aliens or something or God. I don't know. It just at the end, the thing, the sphere kind of ascends to the heavens, which is kind of deep. But, uh, you know, especially if you went to Catholic school. So and if your Catholic school was named Ascension, (laughs) I digress. Um, So they find this golden sphere orb thing in the bottom of the ocean. And what they realize by the end of the movie is this thing was just giving them their thoughts. So finally, I think it's Dustin Hoffman realizes like, hey, you know, we we were too immature. We weren't ready as humans to look at this thing and and have it reproduce something other than our fears like we we allowed our fears to dominate and that's what it gave us and we're too primitive to look at a sphere that's granting our thoughts uh humanity just isn't prepared for that and then the thing uh when they all agree him and samuel l jackson and uh sharon uh, stone all agree to forget the the orb and forget the experience the thing ascends to the heavens so i think that's pretty poignant you know uh that really is how life works and if you live long enough and you stop being in your feelings about everything you start to realize oh this this situation is going to be what I say it is this uh way I'm looking at things that's the way it's going to be so if I walk into every room thinking someone's going to fuck with me or fuck me up yeah then that's what you get (laughs) You know, but if you walk into every room like, hey, this could be interesting. I'm going to meet interesting people. That's what you're going to get. So, I mean, you know, this could be the year you meet the love of your life. Are you ready for the love of your life, though? There are so many times, though, we think we want something. And then that thing shows up in a boat and we don't even recognize it because that's not what we thought it should look like. I mean, how many times do you look back and be like, that was a blessing. But if I just had turned around, you know, and looked at it another way, I would have been able to receive that blessing instead. You know, I know everybody does that with somebody they've dated, especially if you're single. You always look back and be like that. That person was probably the one. You know, I know for a fact in college, there were guys that liked me that I just didn't even think twice about because I liked another guy. And I liked him all through school. And he never liked me like that. We were friends. The friend zone. Yes, girls get stuck in the friend zone. And I I am not exactly sure why I was so attached, you know. But there were a couple of guys that liked me that I probably should have liked more. But I was like, nope, I'm being loyal to this one guy who doesn't like me back. (laughs) That's the story of my youth, people. But uh, I ain't like that no more. <laughs> but it was, those were tough lessons. But everybody does that. Everybody looks back and like, you know what? There were blessings all around me and I wasn't ready to receive them. So I'm encouraging you to be ready to receive, you know, your, your best life. Put yourself in a position to be ready to receive your best life. And you can do that every day with what you think about. If you think about how much you don't have, that's putting that in a copy machine and it'll just keep printing out deficit every day so focus on what you desire what's your ideal life what would that feel like it's like going to the store and trying on new clothes 
You may not be able to walk out with them that day, but at least now you know what you want. You would never live your life or go driving on a car trip without a map. If you're in St. Louis like me, you would never be like, hmm, if I just get on 70 East, I probably will make it to Canada. Like nobody would do that. Yeah, I want to go to Toronto. How how would I do that? Oh, I'm just going to get in my car and see where my car takes me. That's not smart. There are maps out here. Use your maps. Create what you want by knowing what you want ahead of time. You know, people just think things are going to fall into place if you don't put any energy towards it. I watched the last episode of The Last Dance. You know, Michael Jordan was incredible. And there, I hope this just ends the debate. It won't because these talking heads have nothing else to talk about. But, I mean, he he is the last of a certain type of person in sports. Um, one of the last, certainly, in the NBA. I like the fact that they, he dressed up every day. He made a lot of money, and he looked like it, too. He dressed the part. He looked successful. He dressed like the owner of a team. You know, he wore suits. Um he was mannerable. He every time an opponent, you tell. Listen, I get that people didn't like playing with him because he pushed them, and some people don't respond well to being pushed. I get that, but the sheer number of opponents who lost but waited to talk to him or shake his hand after a game personally in the locker room is incredible. It must mean he's a good human being. You know what I mean? And he always asked about their families. He was raised right. And that's what I miss about today's NBA. I'm not going in on their parenting. It's just it was different than what Michael and I grew up with. He has manners. He dresses up for the part. He um, pushes you. But he's obviously still a nice guy without without losing the ability to want to stomp your heart out on the court. I don't always feel that in today's NBA. And I'll be fair, be, be fair I haven't watched it since LeBron left um, Cleveland, really, the second time. But I was sensing, like, these dudes are just not as... It's not that they're not as competitive. It's just they're... You know, it just never would dawn on anybody... I think in the eras I watched the NBA to to not literally be pissed about wanting to beat the crap out of them on the floor. And I don't always feel like everybody's got that. Everybody wants to be Jordan, but everybody doesn't have that kind of focus. And that's the thing. Everybody talks about wanting to be the best and wanting a championship and however that presents in your own life. But the reality is you will work very, very hard for that. And it's lonely at the top. It really is. I don't doubt that he was lonely, but I I love how much respect he garnered from his peers, his real peers, not the people who were beefing and griping. Horace Grant, give your rings back then. You know, I just don't understand that. It's easy to chirp at somebody who's on top. But there's a reason. There was a reason why everybody today wears number 23. It's because we all knew he was going to get the shot. And we all knew he was talking trash. We all knew he was on the refs. But when it came to crunch time, he always won. And in in this world, we love winners. We love people who do what they say they're going to do. And they put their head down and they work hard. 
you know, he he's not an activist. He wouldn't use that platform for anything else because he doesn't want to talk about things he's not informed about. I respect that. Remember all them people who were pissed about, you know, Colin Kaepernick and taking knees and stuff. And then you ask him, well, who did you vote for? Well, I didn't vote in this election. Then shut the fuck up, man. Nobody cares what you think then. You're, 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 you're just, you're just a person who's out here trying to pretend you understand issues that you don't understand. You ain't an activist if you don't vote. Sorry. That's just, this country is democratic. That's how we move things. So if you're not even going to be bothered to vote or study the issues, then I don't give a shit that you're passionate about this one issue because that means you're ill-informed and you might not be fully informed on this issue. How can I trust you? So, you know, listen, Michael Jordan is one of the last of the people who were raised like I was, I guess, in sports. You know, I respected the hell out of my dad. My dad was in my life. We, he was my father. He lived with me. My parents got divorced, I think, when I was 16, 17. Uh, and, and that scarred me because I didn't want to be a child of divorce. And it was horrible. And the main reason why I never got married because uh, divorce is terrible. And if, if I felt like it wasn't going to last, I didn't want to go through that again. So, you know, I just feel like he really was was raised right. And I enjoyed watching him and the way his peers responded to him. Uh, because when you're truly equal with someone, if they're pushing you, you ain't mad at it because you want to get better. It's the people who complain about it that you know they just don't got the heart. And, and he's taking you along for the ride. Give your rings back if you're that mad. You won't. Listen, I believe in you. And I think this is still going to be a great year. I do believe there's going to be more coronavirus illness towards the end of the year. But don't let that keep you from moving forward uh, and making all of your dreams possible. We have been given a great platform here. We've been given time. And if, if you're an adult, you understand that time is precious. The most precious commodity I have by far. And I have a lot of, I've got a lot of investments in things. <laughs> but my best, uh, most precious commodity is time. And uh, I feel like I've come through this working from home, uh, not having to do that ridiculous commute every day, and just the the, just the tightness of a everyday work schedule. I, um, I feel like I have become a better person. I've healed. I've certainly gotten not exhausted. So that's great. And, uh, it's been a blessing to share that journey with you. As we start to get back out into the world, I'm here for you. If you have questions, please tweet me at just media works, hashtag mad love, um, looking forward to chopping it up with more people as we can get out here in the world and do some of those interviews I wanted to do. And uh, listen, I appreciate you. Thank you for listening. Have a great, what's today? Thursday. Yeah, have a great Thursday. Kick some ass. And we'll meet back here tomorrow, right? For Friday Feels. Because you know what? I'm feeling some things. And I hope you're well. Take care. <laughs>